Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. People are like spices. There are lots of choices and flavors, but some people, like some spices, can be polarizing, meaning others really like it or really do not. There's not a whole lot of indifference. My wife believes, for example, that I am very polarizing. But then there are some people who are universally likable. Joe Branch, in my eyes, is in that rare group. So when someone does not like him, I don't have questions about Joe. I have questions about the other person. Let's dive into part two of our conversation so you can see what I mean. Northwestern University isn't a massive school. You may not personally know everyone, but you probably would recognize most people if you saw them in Evanston or in the city of Chicago. But at campus events, rallies, and even parties, Joe Branch stood out and everyone loved him. Other athletes, students from all backgrounds and ethnicities, Joe had a knack for connecting with people. As I mentioned, Joe was a model student athlete, someone who thrived on and off the court, which is how he served in leadership roles within the athletic department and in student government. After graduating from Northwestern, Joe started his career, but he also earned a master's degree in sports management from Rice University, and he's been a part-time lecturer at multiple schools. In part two, you're gonna discover where Joe's deep respect for learning and connecting comes from, as well as a whole lot more. Let's jump in. You were obviously a standout athlete, but do you remember what you were ranked coming out of high school? No, I really wasn't a guy that was, you know, really into the the rankings. Um, You know, played in private school. You know, there was a group of guys, uh, you know, Marcus Ford is Strake, you know, Calvin Murphy, Mike LeBlanc is Strake, Chad Cannon, the guys at Episcopal, um, Carlton was at St. Mark's just in SPC. Um, St. John's had, I'll never forget the one three one zone they would play. You know, I, I just really wanted to win, win the title. We lost in like um, my junior year and we won it, you know, my senior year. So uh, felt great about, you know, the championship that we did win. But, you know, I, I just wasn't a rankings guy. I just like to have fun, enjoyed, you know, going to five star under Garf and meeting a ton of great people there. ABCD camp, Felipe Lopez, you know, like just different guys that, you know, just the journey to Turner, um, a number of guys that I'm still in contact with now, like Trajan and Wojo and guys that were um, at Five Star that were just on the hallway. You know, Andre Patterson, who's an assistant GM with the Cleveland Cavaliers now, was my roommate there. So, I mean, that's when you're, as you said, 16, 17 years old. Now we're mid-40s and we're still contemporaries um, and, you know, battling in the NBA trying to win. So that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Very, very cool. How did you end up at Northwestern University? Uh, that's, you know, that was interesting. Uh, really, on one of the visits, the team, Pat Bowen Sr., who's coaching in Milwaukee now, um, Dion Lee, said Nelms, those guys beat the Fab Five. Um, and I was there with Gino on a visit. It looked great. Um, I thought broadcast journalism was something that I'd want to do. So, I, you know, Medill School, I heard of Medill School. Uh, this is my dream school was probably Duke. Really looked up to, you know, Grant Hill, um, who I eventually met, you know, in this business. So really thankful for, you know, that friendship. But Stanford, I just wanted to go to a really great academic school. You know, my mom was at Rice for 30 
years. I think people assumed I would be there, you know, thought about Rice, but sort of wanted to learn and grow as a, as a young man, as a human being as well. So I thought getting away was great. The Big Ten was awesome at that time. Sean Respert, you know, a number of guys, uh, Maceo Bassett in Michigan, a number of guys there. So I just, you know, thankful to Coach Birdsong for offering me a scholarship. So, you know, signed at Northwestern, you know, met guys like yourself, Barry, Dwayne, um, just a great group of, you know, a great group of friends there. I mean, they were awesome in football, you know, at that time. Rose Bowl year, Citrus Bowl, won the Big Ten, uh, the big comeback on Michigan, you know, down 16-0, going into the fourth and winning 17-16. So a number of excellent, excellent memories and um, excellent friends. You know, we didn't win, win quite as much as I would have liked, but learned a lot of life lessons, you know, on the floor at Northwestern. Did you have NBA aspirations growing up and after Northwestern, what was your thinking about what you were going to do with your future? You know, that's a that's a great question. You know, for me, I think I wanted to play pro, but I think at my sophomore year, um, I think that was my best year of my four years. I thought, hey, if I could get overseas and then maybe come back, one of my mentors talked about getting my MBA right, a business degree, and then working. So that was kind of what the plan to me looked like, playing overseas five, six years, wherever that would be, and coming back. But um, that's just the plan didn't work out that way. But I was also inquisitive about other things on campus too. Ran for president um, on campus, a runoff with that, you know, was a senator in uh, the dorm, um, just kind of was involved with other things at Northwestern, just always wanted to be, you know, more than an athlete. So for me, I got an internship my senior year, the um, last, you know, semester. I had four electives left. So after we played the first Big Ten tournament, I uh, went up to Steve Shanwald, who was working at the Bulls, and, you know, just kind of asked to meet with him. You know, he actually called, and then I got an internship there that was in the last dance year. Actually, so team won the championship. I met Brian McIntyre, who was like the head of NBA PR. I didn't know who he was. I just sat with this guy to eat pregame several times. And then after three or four games, he gave me his car. He's like, if you ever want to be in the business or, you know, work at the NBA, just give me a call. Um, And that's what I did. You know, so I was in I went from working at the Bulls and internship there, which internships are valuable to uh, being in the year 2000 associates class under Chris Granger in Brooklyn here. So thankful that they, uh, they chose me for that. Well, it's funny, like when when we would play basketball and everything and obviously, you know, hang out and we're friends. It was always so clear that whatever your future was, it was going to be bright. I mean, because you were just such a humble guy, first of all, you're such a smart guy. And then I think one of your best traits is that you're just eminently likable. Like everybody liked Joe Branch, right? I mean, athletes liked you, you know, students uh, liked you. I mean, and you, you know, you were pretty social and you were at a lot of different events, right? You would show up to events that not a lot of athletes would even go to. Right. Yeah. And I just thought that was something that really made you really stand out and different. And so that's a lesson I want young people to understand. You know, here you are an intern with the Bulls and you're just getting to know somebody. 
right? And and as you're getting to know them, they're obviously impressed by you and then reach out and provide you an opportunity. And, and so much of what we call quote unquote success is relationships, right, Joe? I mean, you even alluded to that earlier, just about some of the people that you met through basketball camps and the relationships that you've built. And so that is so important. So what a wonderful example of that, Joe. No, I appreciate that, man. I think it's just... I mean, I learned that from my mom, right? Just my mom had great friends, um, you know, recently passed, but she was just really good to people. So I think that's something she, you know, instilled in my brother and I, you know, my brother, you know, loves to have fun. Um, You know, he's always, you know, telling jokes. Um, You know, he's a very humble guy as well. So I'm just thankful for the group of friends that I met at Northwestern being from, you know, far Adrian's family, you know, looking out, going down the south suburbs with Barry and, um, you know, Dwayne being from South Carolina, Mike Nelson, you know, just being an elder, you know, Lisa Byington is doing her thing for the Milwaukee Bucks now. So very, you know, she lived, you know, down the, across the hall on the other side. So very thankful for our crew, you know, you guys, you know, coming over to join you guys at the frat sometimes. So you just never know where life will take you, but, you know, just thankful for those, uh, those memories. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any comments or questions, visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page where you can even leave me a voice recording. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time.